1: Ahí va a llegar
0: el gol del Arsenal Ophel. Marca Mesuto Fil.
1: El centro de. Extra. Hello there, and welcome to another Arscast Extra, as always with James from Gunner Blog. Goodly, holy fucking shit, that was great. Morning to you.
0: I think that is the appropriate
1: appropriate catchphrase for today, isn't
0: it? Yeah. Wow. I think
1: this this could be a good podcast. You it know. should be.
0: I mean, I don't want to jinx it at this early stage, but all the
1: ingredients are there. They certainly are. We're alive. Th- stuff happened yesterday uh, that was good. People are, people are generally happy. And, you know, I, I think as well, part of what makes football great is that you can, you can sort of uh, go to the dark side. You know, the, to get in on the Star Wars thing very early, you know, uh, using the force and being good and all is great. But sometimes you have to let the anger go through you, right? Yeah. And I think, and I'll expand on this a little bit later on. I think I've got, you know, I've got somebody else to be angry at. I'm feeling the anger flowing through me in a very positive way, of course, positive anger. Um, But I'll explain more a bit later on. Oh, okay. Yeah, right. I'm, I look forward to it. All right. So anyway, uh, how are you because uh, obviously when we spoke last week you were heading off to uh, to Calais to do some very noble work. How was your how was your week there? I,
0: it was fascinating, I'll be honest with you. Yeah, it was really interesting. Um sort of st- I was not online much, quite disconnected from football for 7 days, which is not always a bad thing. Sometimes it it's nice to come back with it with a fresh perspective and I think it probably made me enjoy yesterday all the more, but really um Yeah, obviously, you know, quite troubling in some respects and people living in very difficult circumstances, but also very heartwarming to see uh, how resilient they are and the way that other people are sort of getting involved and helping out. And, you know, thank you very much to those who donated via the page. I was really, really touched by that. A lot of Arsenal fans. And uh, I can assure you it all went uh, to helping those people and they were massively, massively appreciative. And if you are considering going out and volunteering in Calais or Dunkirk or anywhere, do it. It's very easy. Uh, There's a lot of infrastructure in Calais particularly that allows you to do it without any trouble. Get out there, get a ferry um, and see what you can do to help because it is... Selfishly, quite rewarding
1: as well. Well, there you go. Well, fantastic. That's good to hear, and uh, it's uh, nice to make a difference, you know, and, and to sort of step out of this weird bubble that we we live in, you know, and look at the yeah, look at what's going a on. Bit. Saying that. I don't think that in any way it diminished my enjoyment
0: of uh, the Leicester game. No. Uh, it's not like I came back with some sort of perspective of oh maybe football isn't that important. It <laughs> felt it felt hugely important.
1: It really did feel hugely important, didn't it? There was um, there was just something about the way that people stayed. in the st- did you get to the game or did you just have to watch it on TV? Or- I didn't get to it. I in fact I watched on TV
0: in the first twenty minutes of the game. I had to watch on sort of times thirty fast forward in order to catch up as live. Um, so. <laughs> Uh, that was that was a frenetic experience. Wow, who knew Giroud
1: was so fast? Look exactly. at the pace he's got.
0: Yeah, exactly that. Uh, but it just it just me the commentary, which is sometimes a blessing. Mm. And then uh, and then I was watching it live, you know, mm. for the remainder of the game. And uh, I mean, it was. I don't know. It felt like a re- it just it feels like one of those games that we'll remember. Hopefully we'll remember it for a long long time, you know. Yeah,
1: I think so. I mean, the way people stayed in the stadium afterwards to sing. I posted a a video of it if you want to see mm-hmm. on today's blog. You can uh, scroll down and there's a, a linky there to uh, to some post-match singing, you know. And it really did. It felt like something big had happened. Um, because something big did happen, obviously, and, you know, a last-minute winner uh, in, in, I won't say a vaguely contentious circumstances, but, you know, there were there were irritations throughout that game that we'll touch on, uh, of course. Um, but, you know, what, what a goal, and what a guy to get the goal as well, Danny Welbeck, 10 months ah. out with injury. Um, I mean, you couldn't write the script. Well, you could write the script, but someone would say, hey, that script is hackneyed and cliched, so yeah. just stick it up your bum. Yeah, you could write the
0: script, but you'd never get the film made. No. I think, um, yeah, it just was, it was uh, too perfect, wasn't it? I mean, he came and he wasn't even expected to be in the matchday squad. Um, there was all the talk prior to the game about how Hull was going to be his comeback. But I, I saw, I think you've tweeted, was it Mikel Arteta's programme notes? Yeah. Um, saying how, how effective he'd been in training and Arsene Wenger seconding that sentiment, really. Uh, and clearly it was enough to get him included in the squad and... One in fact, he had. I mean, both goals in fact coming from substitutes in the end.
1: Yeah, yeah, which is um, you know good work. Uh, and I think the Arsene Wenger talked about it well by like saying, "Oh, I wasn't sure, but like the way he trained the last couple of days, I thought, oh, I'll just I'll just include him in the squad." And uh, the benefits of having you know good attacking options on the bench are, are pretty obvious. Um, yeah. But look, let's let's go at it. Will we in terms of how will we do it? Will we go sort of from first half to second half? I mean. Chronologi- chrono- chronologically. Chronologically, yes. We'll yeah, do it exactly. that way. We'll do yes. it that way. All right, I mean, first half I thought was fairly even. I thought we started, you know, quite brightly. And then, you know, the game was was, was pretty even between both sides. Petr Cech made a couple of really... Really good saves in, in that first half. I think when you when you look back at the game, you're obviously thinking of the Walcott goal. You're thinking of the red card. You're thinking of uh, Welbeck's goal. You're thinking of uh, a couple of other contentious moments. But two big saves in that first half. One from a Vardy header where he got down really quickly, and there right. was another one where I think the guy was crossing it, but it was one of those crosses that can catch goalkeepers out because it was curling into the top corner, and uh, you know he just stuck a stuck it stuck his big hand out and pushed it. Around. Round. So Petr Cech yeah. had a big part to play in that first half.
0: Absolutely. And I thought the Vardy save particularly good because it, it wasn't just the initial stop, which was showed impressive reflexes, low down to his near post, but the way he gathered the ball up afterwards as well, because Vardy was there waiting for the rebound. And I thought in the first half we saw I think we saw sort of why Leicester are in the position they're in. They are defensively very solid and they do have that threat of pace on the break. And mm. uh, I think we saw that exemplified on a on a couple of of a cage. From what I could tell, I mean, as I say, the first twenty minutes I didn't see in detail, but I didn't feel necessarily like our game particularly
1: uh, clicked as we might hope going forward. No, I mean we started we started really brightly. I think the first couple of minutes we had a we had a chance where there was a low oxley chamberlain cross. But yeah. yeah, you can see Leicester are very well organized and and what have you. Um should we have had a penalty? The handball? Uh I don't know. I think it I think
0: I think that might have been a bit harsh. What about yourself?
1: I think normally when a player is is standing with his arms by his side, it's very difficult to give it. But to me, having watched yeah. the replays, it looks as if he he moves, you know, his body or his arm to in the direction of the ball, and to right, me that yeah. made it a little bit more a little bit more um, obvious. So I don't mm. know. I mean, I, you've seen them given for that. I mean, I remember there was one in the Invincible season where I think it was Alan Stubbs playing for Everton. Uh, he had his arms down by his side and Henri basically kicked the ball at his hand and we, yeah. got, we got a penalty for that. So you've seen those kind of things given um, and I think there was a definite movement towards the ball um, from, I think it was Kante, was it? Yeah, I believe
0: so. Mm. Uh, but I mean, uh, yeah, you do see those given up. For me, that would have been a, a little bit harsh, but I'm
1: sure, I'm sure we'll come on to the referee. We. <laughs> um, he, he might get a mention, mightn't he? Yes, yes. We might. We might get onto the subject of the referee. I'm just trying Indeed. to correct your phrasing here. Uh, you. uh, yeah. <laughs> um, so okay. Well, look. Let's do it then, because uh, for me, the the penalty given just before halftime. Oh, that drove me fucking mad. Mad, because there was a clear foul on on at the top end of the pitch.
0: Yes, I think that's, I mean, that was beyond any debate, that one.
1: Yeah, well, uh, not not in the mind of Martin Atkinson. And then, of course, Leicester break up the other end, and then they, they win themselves a penalty. So, come on then, how do you see that one? I mean, I think that's a, a tricky one. What do you think? I think that the attacker initiates the contact with the defender now I don't think it was the greatest piece of defending from Monreal but I think ultimately what it is is he leaves his leg there Vardy kicks it and makes sure that he goes tumbling into it and goes over Uh, some people will say that's clever forward play and I think that it's one of those things that people who are paid to talk about football and write about football ought to highlight as just basic cheating, because that's what it is. Like if a defender kicks the, the legs out from an uh, attacker in the box, that's a penalty. But if a if an attacker kicks the defender and then falls over, it doesn't really matter what position the defender's in. That's got nothing to do with it. If the attacker is the one that's initiating the contact and then tumbles to the ground, it's basically cheating. And uh, I, I didn't think it was a penalty. It's uh, yeah. I mean, I think you're right. The attacker definitely
0: initiates it. The defender leaves himself vulnerable, I suppose, by yeah. by the nature of his challenge and the way he kind of turns uh, turns into the tackle. But yeah, I mean, it's it's you know, a, a generous pundit would say he won himself a penalty. But really, is that within the rules? Is that certainly not within the spirit of the game? But I know that might make me sound like a bit of a sentimentalist. Yeah. Um, I don't know. I don't know. I, I think uh, I, uh, if an Arsenal player did it, I'd like to think that I would recognise that they were trying something off, basically, and that you know some referees will fall for it. But that, if they do, if they do give a penalty, that is what they've done. They've been
1: duped. Mm. Yeah. Look, you know, we we see referees give those kind of penalties all the time. To me, it's 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 almost exactly exactly the same as the one you know where a, a player goes through, the goalkeeper comes out, and the player then falls into the goalkeeper without the goalkeeper touching them. Like Rooney yeah. did it to us, I think, one time at Old Trafford. Uh, he went over Almunia, I think, and uh, and got a penalty that way. That yeah. one drives me fucking mad as well. It's not a penalty because the, 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 there's been no contact to take the player down or no obstruction when they, you know they could easily get out of the way. I mean so, effectively
0: it's just running into somebody, isn't it? I mean watching the replays of the Vardy incident, the position he puts his left leg in is completely unnatural. Yeah. It makes no sense for a guy who's trying to dribble around a player. He yeah. throws he throws his leg directly across Montreal. I mean it's it's there's no doubt that he knows what he's trying to do. It's uh, mm. I suppose the question is, is that Legal within the laws of the game.
1: Well, I, I don't know. I mean, I think we have to call into question the character of Vardy here, to be perfectly honest. Maybe he thought Monreal was a Japanese casino goer. I don't know. <laughs> just wanted it's to get weird, some yeah, revenge, you know? He, he has always seemed like such a nice guy to everybody, but there you go. <laughs> so, look, yeah, they score a penalty just before halftime. The booze. Yeah, he, always he was does. always going to. Yeah, I mean, look, he, he finishes like that. Um, the booze for the referee as he came off the pitch at halftime were really quite something. Uh, In the stadium, uh, you know, I don't think I've heard officials get it like that for for a very long time, if uh, to that level ever before. Um, So we we come out for the second half and obviously Martin Atkinson has gone. Well, these these people don't seem to like me. I don't Mm. know why. What could Mm. it be that has turned them against me, this top class referee that I am? (laughs) Uh, I might make some decisions in their favor and see what happens. The first free kick he gave to us, it was like we'd scored a goal the cheer yeah. that went up it was like <laughs> it you could hear it on the tv yeah it was amazing
0: uh, i mean you know he 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 hadn't endeared himself to the crowd and i'm i'm glad they i'm glad they let him know about it i mean how how much if any impact do you think that had on the sending off do you think that's a sending off on any day or do you think there was a sense of him trying to even things up
1: at all i, I don't know i don't know i mean i can't imagine that if you if sixty thousand people boo a referee off at halftime that he's then inclined to do you any favors at all he's probably thinking fuck you that's what i'd yeah. think yeah you know certainly i i would be if i was a referee i would be one spiteful bastard i really would you know i, I would <laughs> if they booed me off at halftime i'd be like yeah when you say I'm not, I'm going to do something outrageous like wait till you see the second half, yeah, yeah, give a goal kick when when one of their players clearly boots it out for a corner or something like that. You know, I, I would be, I would be ridiculously spiteful. Um, so I'm sure Martin Atkinson, um, you know, as a professional, was able to put that to one side and just referee the game in the way that that he thought fit. Now whether that's um, good enough or I don't, I don't know. I'm not here to, I'm not here to uh, to say, uh, but it wasn't. Yeah. I mean, well, No, I, I, I agree.
0: Um, and did you think it was a justified sending off then?
1: Well, I can't remember why he got booked for the first one. I can't either. No. I don't think anyone knows. Um, I, I know that he did get booked, but, you know, in the in the fuzz of everything from yesterday, I can't remember why. The second one, you would say perhaps it's a little bit soft, but basically it's a it's a fairly deliberate cynical foul and he's pulling Juru down um, and trying to sort of use his body to shield the fact that, that he's done it. But it was sort of half a rugby tackle when you look back at it. So tough shit. You know mm-hmm. how you don't get a second yellow card? You don't do that. Yeah. Um, yeah. So, yeah, look, it, obviously it changed the game to a certain extent, uh, but I think Leicester were, were quite lucky to remain with only 10 men on the pitch. Could have been nine. Yes, there were so, some uh, ugly challenges out there. So, yes, yeah, so do you want me to get on the anger thing now? Will I do the anger thing? Yeah, why not? Right, okay. So here's the thing, right? We've looked at what Leicester have done this season, and it's been remarkable um, from a footballing perspective. It's been, I, I guess, very entertaining for the neutral. You know, they've come from the bottom of the table. They're leading the Premier League. Claudio Ranieri's a nice man. And, you know, they've played some good attacking football and got some amazing results. And everybody, to a certain extent, enjoys the whole underdog fairy tale side of things, right? Mm. Now... After yesterday, I'm in very much fuck Leicester mood. Like f- f- fuck them, fuck them, fuck them, fuck them. Because a right, uh, we're gonna have a protest at Sky. The the away end was full. Like about ten minutes before kickoff, there wasn't any protest whatsoever. So fuck right. them for that. Okay. Like I mean, that's fine. That's their choice. But fuck them for that. The um the dive, the Vardy thing. You know that yeah. that um. That that's a, that's a thing that doesn't work in their favour. Uh, the constant gamesmanship and time wasting that went on yesterday. Casper Schmeichel taking an hour practically for every goal kick that he took out. Uh, then there was this um, uh, the tackle by Drinkwater on Ramsey, which was absolutely horrendous. I don't know if you've seen it uh, or if people out there haven't seen the replays. But if you go to the uh, the Arse blog Facebook page. You'll find a you'll find a screenshot of it there. Basically, he goes in over the top of the ball. He sort of catches Ramsey, studs up between the knee and the and the uh, and the ankle. And Ramsey's really really lucky that he wasn't badly injured for for a second time in his career. Um, yeah. What else annoyed me about them? Oh, uh, what about
0: Riyad Mahrez? He would had a little dive. Yeah, didn't he, he as had well?
1: a, he had a dive as well. And that, you know, from where I was sitting, I was like, "Oh fuck!" Because I that looked to me more like a penalty than the uh, than the Davardi one. Yeah. So they're divers, cheats. They try and maim Aaron Ramsey, um, and basically they were fucking really annoying all day. So mm. basically now uh, they're on my list. They're on the list. That's it. Okay. That's it. You- I'm 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 buying into this fairy tale bullshit no longer. They can fuck off. And head their way down the league where they belong.
0: Fine. Okay. Well, I'm glad that we've arrived at that point. I wondered if they might, you know, extend the fairy tale a little longer, but it seems that yesterday has killed any magic in it for you, and they are now a, a target.
1: Yes, they're bastards. They're just complete <sighs> bastards. What about Claudio Ranieri, though? He's, so, he's still, so cute. I do like him still. He's a, he's a gentleman and a, a nice man, but um, you know, I. <sighs>
0: Recently, in an interview, I heard him call Danny Drinkwater "Drinky," and if you can imagine Ranieri <laughs> saying "Drinky" is a good player, it's a very endearing little phrase. But as drinky. for drinkwater himself, no, that yeah, was less time for him.
1: Well, absolutely no time for him um, because I mean that was just a really bad tackle. Apparently, on match of the day last night, they were criticising Ramsey's reaction to that foul. Mm. I haven't seen it. I haven't seen it yet, but a lot of people said that um, Danny Murphy, in particular, was was uh was critical of Ramsey and said that Drinkwater was just trying to protect himself which you know yeah. i if if i was going onto a football pitch with a you know let's say a cutlass and uh, sure. you know one of those balls that you, they swing around which has all spikes in it like I, i'm just protecting myself exactly carrying a carrying a gun a
0: firearm in a way it's just for protection
1: yeah exactly you know so you can <sighs> You can look at it from that point of view, but I'm, you know, that, that's it. I'm done. Done with the whole Leicester thing now. And uh, I hope everyone beats them uh, between now and the end of the season. Well... I'm sure they will. Yeah, I'm sure they will. That'd be good for our title hopes as well. Yes. So you know. So uh, okay. So look, uh, Arsene Wenger sometimes critici- criticised for his substitutions, mm, substitutions, substitutions, yeah. uh, or like thereof, or like thereof, or the the timely manner of them. But yesterday, Coquelin, having been booked in the in the first half, mm. got involved with Mares when he was walking off the pitch a bit too slowly for Coquelin's liking. Yeah, he wasn't happy, was he? No, no. Yesterday, you know, but and, uh,
0: you like on. to see a bit of that, I think.
1: Yeah, you like to see a little bit of that, but you know what? You don't want is to give a referee like Martin Atkinson any any uh, excuse ammunition. To, yeah, ammunition. That's the word exactly that I was looking for. And uh, it was it was quite funny actually when uh, when they were taking Cockerland off. Um, a couple of minutes later, Arsene Wenger said, OK, A, we need a goal, and B, Cockerland's probably you know on a, on a knife edge here with the referee, so I'll take him off. Um, and he, he saw his number c- come up and went, oh. Just, it was a little bit like, oh. And then he remembered, hey, I was really critical. I was giving out to Mahrez. I better get off yeah. as quickly as I can. And exactly. he sprinted like crazy over to the sidelines. So that was quite the- funny.
0: But Theo Wilcott came on. And, I mean, he got the goal, didn't he? I mean, I guess that's what you're asking for from him. Yeah,
1: you know, uh, really tidy finish. Great great knockdown from, from Giroud. For yeah, the second I thought Giroud s- had a really good game, actually,
0: yeah. um, across the whole 90 minutes. I'm not saying that I've heard many people, many pundits at least on the tally pick up on, but he was very unfortunate not to score on a couple of age occasions. And the second half in particular provided a real focal point for the attack.
1: That was a brilliant save, actually. Won, like, in the last few minutes, uh, Schmeichel. Schmeichel, Oh, yeah. my goodness. What a good save that was. Um, Very hands. But, you know, fuck him because he took ages and ages and ages over his goal kicks and we scored with the last kick of the game. There is something just beautiful about that. You know, that, yeah. that you know uh, team that wastes time and wastes time and then all of a sudden they need some time and all the time is gone. Ha-ha. But, mm-hmm. uh, no, you, I think you're right about Giroud because... Um, he He really, really worked hard, and he dropped really deep at times uh, to come back and try and win the ball you know and i I think we needed him to be that effective yesterday because I thought uh, Mesut Ozil struggled a bit I didn't think he was you know at his best no. uh, and I didn't think alexis was was at his best either, so to have the center forward really put in a shift the way that he did um and of course nobody else is going to be uh be able to 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 uh, nod that ball down into the path of Walcott the way that he did there isn't another player on our side uh, who could do that uh, and that's part of um, you know what what makes him a very uh, effective centre forward good finish from Walcott too I thought Walcott was quite bright when he came on as well
0: yeah he was and back on the right hand side been a while since we've seen him there um, and I thought he, he did relatively well Giroud really smart knockdown down and he Walcott did well I mean look we talked last week he's barely scored recently I think it was you know something like 16-17 games with just the one goal mm. um, so good to see him finishing confidently
1: in that situation yes so then it's 1-1 and we're sort of heading into the final 20 minutes and then the final 15 minutes and the final 10 minutes and he brings on well back and you know we had 24 shots on goal Yesterday, nine of those came in the final nine minutes of normal time plus injury time. So, you know, the, the addition of the extra striker and all the forwards, I mean, think about the way that we've finished that game. We have Ramsey and Ozil as a double pivot in midfield. Mm. And then you've got Alexis on the left, Walcott on the right, Giroud and Welbeck up front, Bellerin bombing down overlapping, basically Murtisacker and and uh, Chambers sitting on on Vardy who when any uh, if they try to to break forward Chambers was good wasn't he when he came on did well
0: yeah I thought he did do well because he's not the quickest either alongside Mertesacker and you slightly feared for them
1: uh, with Vardy you know allowed to sort of roam free but I thought they, they marshaled him pretty well in that mm. second half so yeah so we're, we're heading into this you know final few minutes and there was a, you know there were chances Alexis had one uh, there was uh, Giroud that save uh, there was a, there's a great picture of Giroud actually trying a scissors kick as well at, at one point I think Giroud had a couple of headers uh, The yeah, Mertes- Ramsey had a couple of yeah, chances yeah Ramsey and Mertesacker's header that, you know just dribbled, dribbled wide. Oh. And you're looking at it going, oh my God, it's not going to happen. It's not going to so happen.
0: So what was the feeling in the ground? Did you feel like uh, it could still happen? Or was there a sense of anticipation? Was everyone sticking around or had people given up on it? What was the Well, I think the 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 that there's
1: like? all, it was good. You know, I think there are always some people who leave before the final whistle. I don't understand yeah. why. I mean, what they missed out yesterday was, you know, a, a truly exceptional moment. Um, from a footballing point of view and from an Arsenal fans point of view, I think you know it just felt like something really great had happened inside the ground. Um, but I, you know, I was confident. I was saying to the to the person I was sitting with, I was going, "Yep, there's there's, there's a goal in this. We're gonna get another goal. We're gonna get another goal." And then, of course, by the ninety fourth minute, I was going. Yeah, well, maybe uh maybe yeah, we, won't, you know. <laughs>
0: when, when the equalizer went in and they were down to 10 men and there was so long in the game, you really felt like this was Arsenal's to win, but yeah. as as time ticked away, obviously that that hope faded somewhat and it what well, Leicester to give them some credit did defend well, I think.
1: Yes, they did. They did, but you know, uh the more we press forward, the more the more chances we created, the more um the more space there was in the center and uh You know, ultimately, it was another set piece. I know we get criticised quite a lot for our set pieces, but we score quite a lot of goals um, from set pieces uh, this season. And, and also the way it came about I mean
0: I th- I'm pretty sure it was Nacho Monreal who yeah, he, got was fouled, he? he got flattened didn't he flattened by Vasilevsky. but I thought having having sort of suffered you know with the penalty kick in the first half of Monreal he showed real tenacity and real bravery to go into that challenge and win that free kick and mm. I think it should be remembered the, the part he played in in helping get us that winner
1: in the end yeah, yeah I mean it was a ridiculous challenge I thought he'd taken his head off we thought well, looking at it I was going oh shit he's out cold yeah, you know, and I, at that point, I didn't think there would even be time. Um, you know, I think if Leicester had cleared the ball there, then that probably would have been that. Well, we uh, were past ninety-four minutes at this point, right? Okay, I didn't I obviously didn't have a clock, um, sure. uh, because you know they don't show the, the the number of minutes of injury time on the clock in the stadium. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I mean, it 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 was it that it had to be that moment, and it was. A uh, number of people suggested to me that there were shades of. Of uh, Alan Smith uh, at Anfield eighty nine,
0: not a dissimilar goal. Yeah, no. not too dissimilar. In mm. fact, you know, a great delivery from Azul and a, a faint touch, but a definite touch from Wellbeck. Mm. And I mean, the celebrations were brilliant. Well, they haven't seen much like that at the Emirates Stadium, to be honest, in its in its young life.
1: Yeah, look, just absolutely outstanding because you know winning a game and winning a game, we knew we had to win. The importance of that was there. Um, the, the fact that we'd sort of overcome this displeasure, disenchantment with the referee, people were very frustrated with Leicester because they were doing everything that they could do to annoy us, as you, you know, as you would uh, mm-hmm. if you were a team in their position, uh, but fuck them. Um, I just <laughs> just want to make that clear again. Fuck them, yeah. you know. That, um, course. You know, so all that. And then for the guy to get the goal... Is Danny Welbeck, who's been out for ten months, hasn't played in the first team. I think he had forty-five minutes of an under twenty-one game. He's on as a substitute, like he'd been warming up for, I'd say, the best part of half an hour before he came on. Right. Um, he was, uh, you know, doing little bits of running, but you know, by the time he'd been uh, told to go on, he was just sort of doing stretches and, you know, getting him getting his uh, muscles all warmed up. And for him to come on then. And and do that, I think that just added an extra layer of of awesomeness to it. It really did. It felt like a really special moment. And I think, I really hope
0: that, you know, come May, we're looking back at it as a a pivotal point in this title race because it feels like that. It feels like something that could be a catalyst and ignite our challenge now. And I think we've needed it because it's actually been a really tricky period. You know, we've Mm. not been in great form over the last few weeks. Um, had we failed to beat Leicester especially with the Tottenham result I think yesterday would have been a very dispiriting day Yeah. instead um, it's really injected some life into proceedings and I think that added element of it being such a feel-good story for Danny Welbeck um, has just taken it to another level and what a What an interesting time he's had at Arsenal. He hasn't played for a year, but he scored that goal yesterday, scored the winner at Old Trafford in the FA Cup on the way to winning that last year. There have been some some big contributions alongside the long absence.
1: Yeah, yeah, no, it's great. And, you know, I think he's obviously... A very useful guy to have in the squad because he gives you a different kind of an option. Um, you know, for him to 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 score that header goal, he scored a brilliant header as well, didn't he? Before against um, was Swansea, it West Brom it? or yeah, so West Brom was West Brom,
0: I think you might be right. Yeah, um, from a cazola cross on yeah, the left.
1: I think you know, so he's he's good in the air as well, and obviously he's quick and he's strong, and uh, you know he's got that nice sort of. Um, sort of a combo Walcott Giroud quality to him you know that he's got uh, the, the pace uh, of, of Walcott and maybe not quite as quick but also good centre forward play and that was, a, that was a really really good header I think yeah
0: uh, it was and also I, uh, as you alluded to I think just having the ability to bring on a second kind of pure centre forward I mean I know he dropped deep quite a lot yesterday mm. by necessity in that last 10 minutes but being able to have a second guy in the penalty box did create a significant amount of chaos. I mean, I, I wouldn't necessarily slight, Walcott by, uh, slight Welbeck by referring to the sort of Yaya FA Cup final, but it was a little bit like that. It just the sheer number of bodies mm. made it very difficult for,
1: for Leicester to deal with. Yes, absolutely, absolutely. So, you know, just a brilliant uh, a brilliant way to end the game. And of course, you know, l- last-minute goals just have that something special to them, don't they? they? They give you that lift...
0: Yeah, and I, I think I heard that we hadn't
1: had one in the Premier League a last minute winner since the opening day of uh, last season. Yeah, we were, we were we were trying to think of like it. the the last time we'd scored a, a goal that felt like that. And I think yeah. you know it's uh, whatever about the Ramsey won against Crystal Palace, and that was a late goal. I think there's something a little bit different in terms of the circumstances because you know it was the op- it was the opening day of the season. Is a one-one. You're going well. You know, there's still time to recover from this. Um, and then we score a goal, and it's great. But this was a game against you know the 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 league leaders, a game that we really had to win. We you know playing against ten men, we'd huffed and puffed, we were battering down the door, and then just eventually you you get that goal. The weight of everything just made that you know really really exciting. And it's it's difficult to think of a a, a last minute goal at home that's had that kind of effect for for quite a long time. The one the one that jumps out to me was there a Thomas Vermaelen goal yeah. against Newcastle? Yeah.
0: Um, I don't remember when that was or what the circumstances were, but I do remember the celebrations.
1: <laughs> that was, I mean, but that, how long ago was that now? I'm, gonna, I'm just going to try and look that up and, uh, and see Certainly if I can sometime. find it. Certainly um, I think, was
0: it a 1-0 win or something like that? I don't know. It was, it, it, was, it was a big goal at the time and one that we were desperate yeah, for. Yeah,
1: well, it was a good goal as well, wasn't it? Because it was a, a breakaway, I think. Yeah. Uh, He tore up the field in
0: classic Vermaulen style. That was always his strength, really.
1: (laughs) It was, if Uh, I've got it right here. It was a 2-1 win over Newcastle in March 2012. Robin van Persie equalised a minute after Hatim Ben Arfa had scored for for Newcastle in the first half and then we scored that goal. That's
0: right, and that was particularly sweet because that was the game with Tim Krul and the time-wasting. Yes,
1: was that the one where Van Persie presented him the ball afterwards? Or? Yes, yeah. I
0: believe so. God. I believe so. Before Van Persie went to the dark
1: side. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Before we uh, we we took delight in in how much of a dick Van Persie was. Yeah, yeah. different
0: days, different yeah. days. But um, what else to say on this part about the game yesterday? I mean, I suppose just what you think it might mean moving forward. How how big a result do you think that is
1: in the context of the title race. I think sometimes you need a result like this to give you a spark or to give you confidence and belief again, um, and I'm hoping that's that's the case with this one. You know, uh, you could you could analyze the shit out of the performance. I don't think it's really necessary to do that. I think you've got to look at this uh, as a result and what the result might mean. And we've got some big big games coming up. We've got some very difficult away games coming up. And I think if we hadn't won this game at home, you know, the weight of that pressure would be building and building. We'd be five points behind Leicester now. We'd be how many? Two points, three, two points behind Tottenham. You know, yeah. that kind of pressure would start to build. Instead, you know, we've closed the gap on Leicester now. You know, they were looking at this as going, hey, we could be eight points clear of Arsenal if we win this game today. Instead, it's two points. You know, so that I think will have an effect on them. The fuckers, and um, you know, I think for us, it's it's a it's a result that should really s- spark some momentum, um, uh, and hopefully take us uh, take us into those difficult away games in good shape.
0: Yeah, I think it should, and I think it can. I mean, look, we've got a difficult period coming up in terms of the fixtures we face, but it's uh, it's very exciting to be part of a title race with some some unfamiliar contenders, definitely, mm, yeah, or too familiar in some cases.
1: Oh, yes. Yeah, they are. I mean, ugh, Man City, what a bag of shit they are.
0: I know. Well, I mean, you almost wonder how... It's very difficult, isn't it, when a manager announces they're going? Very Oh, rarely... no, hang
1: on, hang on. No. He, I mean, he didn't, he didn't really announce that he was going. He was put in a position where Manchester City had to confirm their new manager. I mean, who could have thought that making your manager a, walk, uh, a lame duck mid-season could have a negative effect on your team? I mean, what the fuck? Well. This is it. I is mean,
0: ridiculous. It, I mean, I suppose it, to an extent it was always going to be the case, um, whether he, they went public with it or not. You know, everyone kind of knew in the background mm. it was a done deal. But I think taking it public makes it that much harder for him to to retain some authority. So, I mean, I'll be honest though, I'm quite glad to see them fall away because when I look at the top four, I still think they've got. The strongest squad, arguably. So, yeah, um, maybe no bad thing to see right. them fall by the wayside.
1: All right. Well, look. Will that do it for part one? Do you think? I think it. Should. I think it ought to. Yeah. Okay. All right. We're going to take a break and come back with your questions and more in part two. Right after this. you have an Airbnb. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com/slash host. Welcome back to the Arscast Extra. A very uh, happy, cheery, good-natured Arscast Extra so far, James. So far, who knows, it could take a turn. Well, Stay tuned. yeah, you never know, but you know, we'll, we'll try not to focus on the anger at the Leicester fuckers. Oh, did you see um did you see what happened yesterday? Well, that's a very broad question. It is. Lots of things happened in lots of places in the world, many events. Mm. Took what particularly are you referring to? Well, I'm referring to uh, the fact that I got a picture taken with Robert Perez. Well, I did
0: see. In fact, mm. my first question was going to be from Charlotte, who's at Charlotte underscore E V V N T, who says, How much more dreamy is at Pires Robert
1: Seven in real life? Hashtag Dreamboat. Um, uh, much more dreamy. He's even dreamier. He's even dreamier. I'm very, very smiley and happy. And, you know, I didn't, I didn't really get a chance to talk to him because, um, you know, he was, he was a busy man. He was going about his business and he was very kind to, to stop just for a moment to uh, shake hands and and get a quick picture. And I might've muttered something like, I love you so much, (laughs) but I, I can't be sure because I was, I was sort of starstruck by the whole thing. But yeah, very dreamy, still looks in incredible shape. Like really yeah. good shape. I think probably he could do a job for us if we needed him. You know, well he's still training, isn't he? Yeah, he's ready to go. Yeah, he is. And um, yeah, he's he was very very dreamy, and uh, it was 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 a very special nice was moment. Was this pre match or post-match? post match? Post post match. So everyone wow, was in so everyone was in great form. All the more cheery. All the more cheery. Yeah, it was it was fantastic. It was fantastic. So I didn't sort go. of I but didn't say to him, Hi, I'm I'm Blog, and stuff like that. I just thought that would be a bit weird, you know?
0: No, of course. But he probably knew. He, he probably didn't want to seem like a super fan, but I reckon he knew. <laughs> there's I a great comment a thought-
1: actually. Go on, sorry, go on, what was your comment?
0: No, 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 you do yours first. Mine's a separate issue. I,
1: I posted the um I posted the picture on uh on Facebook and uh, hang on, there's a great comment here from <laughs> Matt Farrell. Mm. And Matt says, after I posted the picture, he's going, who are they? I don't recognize either of them. That's how famous <laughs> they are. And then he, Q keyboard warrior abuse coming my way. And yeah. uh, the guy, uh, Michael Cartonan says, the guy on the left was in Take That. And the guy on the right still is. They're running a semi-successful lawnmower rental business together. Also, the guy on the right is an avid Mormon, as can be easily seen by his suit. Matt comes back and says... Is the one on the left Robert Perez? And Min Kwan Nguyen says, Don't be silly. Robert Perez was never part of Take That.
0: <laughs> <laughs> Which I like. As far as we know, he probably, he's probably writing the songs behind the scenes, I yeah, imagine. He's yeah. a man of many gifts. He sure is. What's just occurred to me was, remember how we were all angry at Sky for moving the game? Mm-hmm. And, you know, I wrote an open letter. There was all sorts. We were all kicking off. But had the game been on Saturday... And had Danny Welbeck had one less training session, would he have been in the squad and been able to come on and score the winning goal?
1: Wow. Well, thank you, Sky. Thanks a million. Thanks, Sky. Thanks for that. Thanks for inconveniencing us all massively. Oh, you're so kind. By your your moving, you have helped us win this game and we uh, thoroughly retract all the criticisms (laughs) of you. No, we don't. You're cunts. You're like Leicester. We don't, and if the, but, how dare they uh, try and take credit for? But it. I mean, it's, it's interesting though. It is interesting mm. to, to consider Good. that, and of course, uh, the protest that the Leicester fans had um, had planned well didn't take place at all. Like not even no. by the away end, uh, by five minutes before kickoff, the away end was absolutely packed, completely full, and they were they weren't protesting at all. There was a couple of songs, um, I think, at some point. Um, something about Sky Greedy Bastards or whatever it might have been, but that was it. Shame.
0: Yeah. Shame. Um, unless unless it was all just full of Sky employees, you know, <laughs> sitting in the Leicester seats as a cover-up.
1: <laughs> all right. Uh, who's... Is um, who's, it my question? Will I do it? I guess so. I guess so. Yeah, why not? Okay. Uh, this one comes from Senkwe Chanda, at Senkwe. And he wants to know very simply... What's going on with Alexis? Ah, what a question. Um, I don't
0: know. So let's, what games has he played since he's been back to Alexis? He's, he's, he's had
1: three or four appearances, has yes, he? Yes, he has. He has. Uh, uh, I'll get them up here now if you want to, you know, keep talking there. So he's played, okay. he played in the Burnley game. Okay, he scored, did he not? He did. And that was good. go. Good goal. And then he played in the 0-0 draw with Southampton. And then he played in the 2-0 win over Bournemouth. And he also played in the 2-1 win over Leicester yesterday. So since returning to the squad, Arsenal are unbeaten with Alexis in the side. Uh, they've yeah. won three, drawn one, and he scored one of the goals. But I get where he's coming from because he doesn't quite look his... His normal self, does he? No, but I think
0: if there's anything we've learnt about Alexis in this time with Arsenal is that he can be a bit, uh, he can be a little bit streaky, can't he? Like a lot of goal scorers, mm. his goals tend to come in, in clutches. I mean, I'm looking at a spell, you know, between the the, Leicester, the last Leicester game back in the, at the end of September and the Watford game in mid October, where he scored. It was about 10 goals in about eight games, wasn't it? He Mm. was absolutely on fire in that time, including for Chile. And then since then, he's actually only scored against Dynamo Zagreb and Burnley in what looks like more than a dozen appearances. So he's actually not on a a great run of form either side of the injury. Uh, And I think he probably just needs to, I don't know, get a bit of confidence back. He seems like a player who thrives when he's got that absolute belief in himself and maybe that's not quite there yet.
1: Sure. I think what he could also do with... Uh, do, I mean, I thought he combined quite well with Monreal a few times yesterday down the left and Monreal yep. got in behind and put in some uh, some good deliveries. But I think what, what might be interesting for him is to add a little bit of variety to, to what he's doing with the ball when he's got it wide on that left, particularly around the penalty area. It was obvious that he was going to come in on his right foot every time. Yeah. and the defenders knew that and they defended against it really well uh, they didn't they didn't give him any space for a shot so um, maybe maybe trying to mix things up a little bit might might work or, or add that touch of unpredictability to his game which was uh, so effective uh, last season um so yeah I mean I think you're right though it, it'll come with, with confidence and form He got a couple of bad kicks yesterday as well there was one there was one he got early in the game, and there was another one in the second period where uh, afterwards he was standing sort of on the edge of their D, holding his legs, and uh, he, he looked to be in uh, quite a bit of pain. So uh, maybe there's still some, you know, some physical issues, some fitness issues that he's not quite back up to speed yet. Um, but uh, yeah, you know, I, I think it'll come, and uh, I think we're, you know, a more dangerous attacking side with a with Alexis in it.
0: Oh, yeah, absolutely. And I think... Um I've no idea what I think actually. Oh yeah, he's he's always the victim of that sort of treatment from defenders. Yeah. I think when Simpson went off and Vasilevsky came on as a right back, he's not the most mobile player. And you thought Alexis could really get at him. Uh, and, and the fact that he didn't probably shows you that he's not quite at the top of his game. But mm. There's a couple of fixtures coming up, particularly that Barcelona one, which you feel, if anything's going to bring the best out of him. It might just be that.
1: Yeah, well, hopefully. Hopefully. Uh, just while we were talking about that, I was just thinking of a nice moment at the end of the game when the players were, were coming off at the tunnel. Mikel Arteta was standing there, right at the tunnel, giving everyone high fives and hugs and everything. It was nice to see. Uh, and obviously, you know, he's not been involved... Uh, for quite a while now, and uh, you do wonder um, if something has happened injury-wise to him because he's not even been in the squad. Mm. Um, but it was I nice. Think, yeah, yeah. I,
0: I think something he may well have done physically mm. because you know he's he's been so unfortunate with that recently, and uh, it, it does feel like it's all catching up with him a bit. But nice that he, you know, Arsenal always talks about what an influential member of the squad he is, even when he's not playing, and, and mm. good to see that in mm. action.
1: Mm. Uh, this is uh, just before you go on to your next question. We had one from uh, David McNamara who said, Which rates higher, Gunner blogs, Trekkies, and Kens in the park style, or Bobby Perez just come from the gym chic? Uh, I mean, there's only one winner here, James. <laughs> and uh, it's, it's not you.
0: It's not going to be me. It's is not it? you, no.
1: No, fair enough.
0: <laughs> um, I've been wearing a tracksuit for a full week because I've been mainly working in a warehouse. I fit in beautifully. Um, nonetheless, Let's have another question. It's from Sami Azam Ali, and okay. he asks, are Ramsey and Coquelin a viable pairing, or is it too soon to say?
1: Maybe too soon, but I think it was it was clearly more effective than Ramsey and Flamini yeah. yesterday. Uh, you could have some sense that Coquelin was going to sit and uh, shield his back four, um, and you, do, you just don't have that. I loved what you wrote about Flamini uh, last week. Um, You know, when you're talking about, okay, look, he he might be he might be sitting in front of the back four or he might be in the opposition box trying to score. So not box to box midfielder, box or box midfielder. And I think that, you know, I think that's very accurate, funny, but accurate. And yesterday, Coquelin certainly sat deeper. Um, you know, he does have that bit more defensive awareness than, than Flamini bit quicker across the ground. Um, he seemed to work. I haven't looked yet at any of the passing combinations. I don't know whether, uh, whether the two of them really, uh, gelled in that sense. I'll, I'll look that up now when you come back in on this, but I thought it, it, it has the makings of a much more effective partnership than the other one.
0: Yes, I think so. I think, um, I mean, Cockland's a superior player to Flamini for, for starters, so I think that helps. But I thought Ramsey was very good yesterday. I almost thought that Cockland's presence maybe made Ramsey a little more effective. He, he drove us forward at times. And uh, the only thing lacking in this game was finishing. His mm. shooting was a bit wayward. But he really helped as particularly in that last half hour, to uh, keep the momentum up by continually being positive in his play. Um and just on Cockland, I mean, Magnus Holmberg asked, "How much did you enjoy the cynical foul made by Cockland on Mares on the halfway line?" Uh, and the answer for me was enormously. I mean, that was a super smart, super effective tactical foul, um, which is exactly what you need from that sort of player. Yeah. Uh, uh, he, he took he took Mares out. You know, he, he he recognized that we were vulnerable on the counter attack, and he he took a yellow card and protected his back four. And ultimately, it might have played a part in him coming off but it also might have played a part in us not conceding a goal there and and staying in the game
1: yeah particularly uh, against a team that likes to break you know there are good yellow cards and uh, you know if we want to talk about uh, the spirit of the game and all that kind of stuff and and, uh, (laughs) what have you but you know you've got to do it because everyone else does it Um, And maybe that's true then of the penalty thing. I don't know. Does that make me a a hypocrite when it comes to the penalty thing? I don't know. I don't know. I think there's probably something, you know, the the rules allow for fouls, right? In the sense that, you know, you're cautioned. You're sanctioned for making a foul like that. You you get a yellow card. Um, Whereas, you know, the penalty thing is just... um, just a racist guy cheating. You know?
0: <laughs> I guess both are cynical, but there's no deceit in what Cockland does. I don't think it's a. I don't, I <laughs> no,
1: d- it's pretty I obvious. He, yeah.
0: yeah, I don't think he sort of. I don't. I can't remember, but I don't think he claimed to have got the ball. It was very much yes, I have done this. Uh, the yellow card is the requisite punishment. Whereas with Vardy thing, there is a, a sort of maybe the reason we feel more comfortable about it is because there's an attempt to pull the wool over someone's eyes. Mm. Um, Nonetheless, how did you get on with those uh, stats?
1: Oh yeah, okay. Well, look, Ramsey's, uh, Ramsey and Coquelin. In terms of passing, um, Ramsey passed to Coquelin eight times, but he also passed to one, two, three, four, five players more than that. So he passed his top uh, pass was to Sanchez, then Ozil, then Monreal, then Bellerin, then Oxay Chamberlain, then Coquelin. Um, I have to look at uh, at what Cockerland Co- did with the ball. Uh, okay. Pass Congo from Cockerland, to Montreal, Mertesacker, Ramsey. So more or less the same amount of, of passes. So yeah, he was he was quite happy to take the ball and give it to um, you know give it to the fullback or give it to Ramsey a little bit. So yeah, look, you know, I think uh, I think the signs were there that this could be a partnership that that works um, given the players we have at our disposal. I think it's the best partnership that we've got, um, and you know we'll see how they go after after a few more games. Okay. Oh, Was that a beeping? Was, it, was oh, I don't that, know. Did you hear a beep? I heard beeping. Was it Laurie? Was that was no. that? No, no,
0: Laurie. Surely, I can Maybe it is. He's found you. He's come to visit. Oh, wow! Hi, truly, Laurie. Truly, this is a special day. <laughs> The lorries decided to show up. He's, amazing. He, oh, he's got a big red bow around him.
1: Oh, you see what Danny Welbeck's goal has done? It sort of righted the universe a little bit. I know. And on
0: Valentine's Day as well. That was yesterday. Oh, yeah. Oh, I forget. It's difficult when you don't get any post <laughs> to remember. I had no reminders. Yeah. Um, <laughs> what, was, <laughs> what was I going to say? Uh, yes. I think I've finished talking about Ramsey and Cochlear.
1: Have okay. you got another question? Yeah, I do. I do. I've got one from Steve Oakley at okay. Stephen Oakley One. And he wants to know why don't refs do anything about blatant time wasting? They'll maybe book the keeper in the ninety first minute.
0: Yeah. And the, the time added on's never really more than four, is it?
1: How did we not have more than four minutes yesterday? I think, I mean, I'm not complaining because obviously we got the goal, but think about it. There was all the time wasting. There were how many substitutions? Three from well, Arsenal. I think there may have been six. Six, yeah. So Leicester, they they had a doubler. So, you know, that that could take uh, okay. a little so bit off that. Let's say
0: five substitutions.
1: What though? about when the guy got sent off? Like, he didn't go off the pitch for about two minutes. He was standing there arguing with the referee as if somehow he was going to change his mind. So that was another... You know, it should probably have been about 14 minutes. Yeah, I, I, I mean... It I'm glad strange. there wasn't that because we'd have scored and then we'd, we'd have had, you know, the potential for in a Liverpool moment there somewhere. Too much time to concede. That's always the yeah. concern. Mm. Um, yeah, I
0: don't know why they don't... I mean, that's the only way you could punish it really, isn't its is by But then, as you say, that punishment can actually be a reward. Like, if they had an extra couple of minutes, they might have tried to get back in the game. Mm. Yeah. What? Do, how do you do that if, if a team is particularly guilty of time wasting do you have to have a rule whereby if the other team scores in stoppage time that they can choose to end the game at any
1: point I think that should be the case because you know they're the ones that wasted all that time yeah. so they should be punished then um, for uh, for behaving like twats yeah that's I mean, what I think
0: okay I, I mean on the football pitch or in
1: a torture chamber what are you no, no just on the football pitch because that, okay. that will affect them the most. I mean, I, I was saying it to, to somebody with about uh, half an hour to go. I was going, he's, he, he's got to book Schmeichel now because if he books him in the 88th minute, it makes no difference. But if a goalkeeper yeah. is booked with half an hour to go for, for time-wasting, which he was, you know, moving the ball across, clanging his studs off the the posts every time, you know, that, that whole thing, you know, the production of taking a goal kick. All you have to do is run up and fucking kick the ball. It's not... It's not that complicated. You don't need to get yourself in the zone. You're not like a rugby player trying to kick a goal, are you? You're just trying to fucking kick the ball as far as you can. And, man, and they're he, mainly really just booting d- it. he really does kick the ball a long way. Really? He, yeah. It, it's like, I don't know. I mean, I, every time you, you could sort of hear these plaintive cries. I think it was David Ospina just <laughs> weeping <laughs> softly to himself going, I can't do that, I can't. Um, but no he hammers it I mean it ends up you know some of his good kicks end up practically on the edge of the uh, the opposition Move. penalty area you right. know, which is a lot that's a long way to kick a football that is a hell of a long way he must have talent. very well developed uh, thigh muscles and calf muscles
0: I'm sure he does mm. I'm sure he does um, is, Yeah, his dad kicks it a long way as well it's genetic yeah it's all that bacon. genetic kicking mm. it's all the bacon
1: you see Mm. Do you remember his well, I, bacon ad?
0: I do. I eat a lot of bacon though and I can't kick it that far. Can anyone explain that? Um, you're not
1: very good at kicking? That's what it is. Yeah. That I is thought what that. It is, well, to be Wow. Glad that didn't take a huge amount of analysis, but Yeah, we got that quick. Yeah, so uh, yeah.
0: What are we talking about punishing them? Yes, I wish refs would clamp down. I think you're absolutely right. They have to clamp down earlier in games, don't they? Mm. That's the only way to do it. Yeah. Start giving out these bookings. I think any sort of in the second half.
1: Yeah, yeah, because you know it, it just means then that they can't they can't continue to do it. Like I don't think they're ever going to send a player off for time wasting. I mean, you know, no goal, no goalkeeper is a going to get himself sent off for that because you you would take the kicks a bit a bit quicker, you know. Um, but there's, it's pointless doing it in the last couple of minutes because uh, it makes no difference. Then you know uh, yeah. if they if they've got away with it for for ages. So
0: so there you go. Speaking of bookings, what did you make of uh, Danny Welbeck's reaction to his yellow card after the <laughs> goal?
1: <laughs> it was great. Like fine, yeah. whatever. Yeah, who gives a fuck? I mean, in fairness, um, by the letter of the law, perhaps there could have been some red cards. Right, because Ramsey went in there, didn't he? And he'd been oh God, booked. Yeah, yeah. And who else was booked? I don't think anyone else was booked, but. Um, Not sure. Yeah. It would have been it's, very harsh. That all, would have been it? very harsh to start dismissing people after those celebrations. Yeah. It was a great Oof. celebration, though. It really was. Worth was, a yellow yeah. card for sure. I mean,
0: you don't. I mean, I enjoyed that yellow card even more than the one Cockland got for his cynical <laughs> foul. Um, okay. Is it. Have I got a question? Yes. I, I don't know. Yeah, it's you, Yeah. OK, Michael Higgins at Higgsie06 says, can Welbeck's return to the squad provide that as good as a new signing boost that we need to win
1: the title? Oh, the old like a new signing. Yeah. Yes. I don't know if it can do that, but it, it's great to have him back and to have, those, to have those options. Like, I mean, if you go back a few, a few weeks, maybe not um, much more than that, you look at our bench and we would have a bench of Debushi, Gibbs, Gabrielle, Chambers, maybe. You know, you got f- be four defenders. Yeah, exactly. So yeah. you don't really. I mean, as good as uh, and as uh, as talented as Iwobi is, and I think he is, and obviously uh, the Jeff has the potential to be the greatest player of all time. Mm. You know, m- maybe it's just a bit too soon to expect him to produce. But um, you know, to 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 be able to do what we did, like he, you know, the old days, Burkamp and Henri. We need a goal. Lashing on the old Will toward there. Right, will towards on now. Take off a fullback and put on canoe. All right, and you know you essentially end up blunderbussing the opposition to the point where you get goals, and it, it's often worked for us um, simply because when you 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 apply that much pressure up front, uh, that something cracks. Yeah, and that was the case, and you know. Um, it's hard to be definitive, obviously, about what's going to happen between now and the end of, uh, of the season because there's such a lot of football to play and, and some very important games and very difficult games. But, you know, you feel more confident um, going into them, knowing that you've got guys who can score off the bench. And I think it was interesting as well that Walcott came on and scored off the bench. And I'm not saying that, you know, that particular role is one that, that should be his forever or anything like that, but perhaps we're looking at what Walcott is actually best suited to is coming off and, uh, and bringing something different to the attack Welbeck can come off the bench and score goals we know that Giroud can come off the bench and score goals because he did it in the early part of the season didn't he you know yeah. and when Walcott yeah. was being picked he would come on and, and score goals so I think to have those threats from the bench is is very important, and um, you know, ideally, you'd want to be scoring more goals uh, without having to resort to your bench. But but having the the options there to bring on, well, it's 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 really good. So yeah, I'm I'm hopeful that that he can kick on from there. And, uh, you know, that that will certainly give him plenty of confidence, won't it? You know, having come back after 10 months out, score the goal, and all of a sudden, you know, he's just lifted to be back in and feeling part of things again, uh, rather than sort of going, oh, it's been six games back, eight games back, I haven't scored. You know, I think that will be a positive thing as well.
0: Definitely, definitely. And it gives us uh, another attacking weapon, another option, and a guy who can be useful, I think, in the wide positions as well. You know, from a, a team perspective, if you're, you've got difficult away games coming up. You know, we've got to go to the new camp, places like that. Wouldn't surprise me enormously to see if he's fit enough. Welbeck drafted in for, for a match like that because he does do so much defensive work mm. uh, and have that great team ethic. So I think he's going to be very useful
1: in in the coming weeks. Yes, yes. Okay. Here's a question from Bellerin's right peg. Mm. Um. He's at Patrico Zab And he says He wants to know This is a good question This He's going What did you think of Messi Copying the Perez-Henri penalty And getting it horribly wrong Do you know what I haven't seen it (laughs) You haven't No Tell me Tell me Tell me Okay so I'm sitting in the In a bar In Stansted Airport last night Okay uh, Stansted Airport, by the way, has the worst connectivity of any place on Earth. Mobile phones don't work in there. You don't get any network. So you don't, You can barely make it. a call or you can barely, um, you know, there's no data on your phone. So I was trying to do a bit of work but couldn't do it. Uh, I signed up for Stansted Airport Wi-Fi, which I assume is uh, one guy standing at one end of the airport and another guy standing at the other end, and they've got a tin can each. And they're trying to provide Wi-Fi in that way because that doesn't fucking work either. Nine pounds it cost as well. I thought, (laughs) well, hey, at least I'll get some, you know, decent Wi-Fi. What a load of shit. So Stansted Airport, fuck you. You are the Leicester city of airports. Sort that shit out. Okay. I'll I'll have a word. I have, Yeah, you you live close by, so go go have a word. Okay. Uh, um, So I'm sitting in a bar because it was there quite early. My flight wasn't until 10 o'clock. And having a gin and tonic, watching the football, Barcelona versus uh, Celta Vigo. oh, yes, I'll, I'll, I'll throw a BDI over upcoming opposition. See if they're any good. You know, nobody's really heard of this Barcelona. Do some scouting. Team. Do a little bit of scouting. Yeah, exactly. See what this. See what the fuss is about this front three they have that's supposed to be so so amazing. And mm-hmm. um, yeah, they were fucking. <laughs> they were unbelievably good unbelievably good right. but Messi wins a penalty I think it was they were three four one up at the time Messi steps I'm watching up watching it right now yeah Messi steps up to take the penalty trickles the ball to his right a little bit in comes Luis Suarez and just finishes into the bottom right corner the keeper's going what 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 the fuck uh, and they score a goal right uh, so he's um, got it all wrong they got, you're got supposed to, to yeah you're supposed to just mess it up and then stand there looking at each tap other it.
0: Yeah, 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 yeah. I mean, look, Barcelona control they want. They'll never be. They'll never be Arsenal. They'll never be Messi and and uh, Suarez will never be Perez and Omri. And mm. they've shown that. They've shown that last night. I'm watching it now. Suarez gets it all wrong. He runs onto the ball correctly. Messi's put the right weight on it. He finishes it. He puts it past the goalkeeper into the net. They score a goal, Andrew. They've got it all wrong. Fucking bullshit is what it is. Yeah. What are they? Nice using? try to pay homage to our attempt, but.
1: Yeah, I'm afraid. I'm but, afraid it it pales in comparison. A little more training groundwork needed there, Messi and Suarez, whoever you are. Yeah. What do you think about that as a as a as a as a penalty? Um, you know, given that they're four one up at the time, uh, are they not just being cunts? Maybe, maybe. I mean, the thing is. Is it beautiful and inventive and, and, you know, all that's good and pure with football? Or is it it just not being, like, wankers when Messi could just take it and score?
0: At least we had the good grace to miss. That's what I'll say. (laughs) Um, But no, I think it's... uh, Do you know what? It's quite a handy way of scoring, isn't it? I mean, if you get it right, the keeper's already committed, aren't they? So, effectively, you've got yourself a little open goal.
1: Yeah. I mean, yeah. Uh, But, you know, at the same time, it's a penalty. So just—it's just,
0: quite a good chance already, isn't
1: it? Just take the fucking penalty. That's my thinking yeah. on it. You know, I don't no. want to be overly cynical. I love you know stuff that's great, but I think that's just kind of rubbing it in a bit.
0: Maybe I think in a friendly or whatever, you know, it's fine. But I guess, I guess it's I guess it's not, not the nicest. Did, how did you feel about it when we tried it? I thought it was stupid.
1: <laughs> it was stupid. <laughs> just yeah. take the fucking. Pe- it's a penalty. It's like the, almost the best chance you can have at scoring a goal. Uh, apart from being like, you know, clean through with the keeper flat in his arse behind you. It's like 12 yards and you have a great chance of scoring a goal. And it's relatively easy to score a penalty, in my opinion. Sure. Particularly when you are one of the <laughs> greatest footballers that the world has ever seen.
0: I, th- I think Messi could have scored that penalty, yeah. I yeah. think he probably could have scored it himself. It's
1: probably, if he really tried. <laughs> it was probably within his, uh, within his grasp. But hey. There you go. Uh, okay. They were frighteningly good, though, I have to say. Watching right. them, <laughs> it was just like, oh, oh it's 2-1. Oh, there's still a game here. And I think there was a fairly decent Celtic Ego chance a guy went, went uh, through on goal and keeper made a say when you're thinking, hey, hey, you know, maybe uh, this Barcelona side are a bit Oh, oh, oh. Oh, oh, fuck! Oh, Jesus! Do I you was think glad they might it
0: was be better than yeah. Leicester.
1: Yeah, slightly. I was glad it was uh. a double gin and tonic. I have to say. Sure, sure, sure.
0: <laughs> oh dear. Well, look. You know, I'm sure it'll be a breeze. Yep. We beat Leicester. Everything's possible now.
1: Exactly. Exactly. Go on. One more from you. Have you got another one?
0: Ah, uh, maybe. Let's have a look. Mm. Um. Well, let's do this. Does the fixture list from now up till April give you the shivers as it does me? That's from Neil Gagoy.
1: Sure. <laughs> <laughs>
0: let's have a look at it what is it is it, pre- is it, pre- is it pretty ugly
1: um, yeah well we've got Hull in the FA Cup coming up this weekend that's fine we have that that's every fine. year that's fine that's a problem. grand so we've got then Barcelona at home on Tuesday easy, yeah. easy. cakewalk Manchester United away at, at Old Trafford we've got at a Old terrific Trafford. record there I yeah, can't see any problems really do okay and then we've got Swansea at home Okay, that that is genuinely a the, winnable game. Okay, so that's a Wednesday. But Although, they haven't Saturday, they beaten us at the Emirates a couple of times? They have. It. Yeah. by okay. lo- Liony scored the goal, didn't he? The big yeah, cat guy. He did, the big cat man. Yeah. Um, so that's that's happening on a Wednesday. And then on the Saturday, we've got a game against Tottenham, away from home. What a big game that is this season. That really is. Mm.
0: That really is a huge game. Um, and then before the end of the month, trips to Barcelona and Everton. Mm-hmm. I mean, is February and March the new... November and January? January, which is the new November, yeah.
1: (laughs) I don't know. I don't know. I mean, we've got to go to West Ham away as well. Uh, And and obviously Man City away, uh, the second last day of the season. So look, it, it is what it is. You know, you've got to play these teams at some point in the season. You've got to play these fixtures at some point. You'd prefer perhaps if they were a little bit more spaced out, but... Um, What can you do? Just get on with them. We are in in absolutely in one game at a time territory, aren't we? We we certainly are
0: now. Mm. One game at a time, please. And look, I mean, the advantage of them all being stacked up like terrifying dominoes is that if we do win some of them, we'll have terrific momentum. Yeah. Yeah. That's the positive spin,
1: guys. That is. That is. And, you know, um, I I worry a little about the the Champions League and the effect that that might have on confidence and momentum and belief. But, you know, at the same time, if you can get a a result against a Barcelona side, yeah.
0: I mean, if we can get a goal against them, I'd be quite pleased.
1: (laughs) (laughs) All right, here's a final question. This comes from JLF, uh, who's at John L. Foster. Yeah. And he wants to know, James, would you rather have Arteta's perfect hair or Messadozal's perfect balls? Wow. Because Arsene uh, Wenger said after Messadozal uh he was talking about the free kick. He said, I saw Mesa taking it. I thought we had a chance there, because his balls are top quality.
0: Well, I don't think anyone would argue with that. Um but I have to say, as a man with a rapidly receding hairline, the perfect hair holds too much allure for me. Given that I'm not a professional footballer or ball model, mm. I will take the hair. I think it will be more useful to me in my day-to-day life. Yeah. What about yourself?
1: I don't know. I think I'd prefer perfect balls. Okay. You know, it would be it would be great to have perfect balls. <laughs> it would be nice. Because sometimes like could- my balls are a bit, you know... Lump and... skew with yeah. <laughs> yeah don't have the
0: right they don't float like gersels
1: no exactly but you need to you need to have the pace on them yeah got to get the whip you know oh you be, know everybody be with that whip mate you yeah. don't have too much whip on the balls yeah you know everyone loves a good whipped balls um <laughs> so so yeah i i think i'd like that you know because that then even in my uh, very very um low level career of football at this point in my life you know to be able to to be able to get my perfect balls out in every game, I think, uh, I think I'd enjoy that.
0: And to get Danny Welbeck's uh, forehead just flicking gently against them. <laughs> perfect.
1: <laughs> exactly. Exactly. All right. Well, look. Will we will we call it a day? Anything else you want to talk about or discuss? Or no, no news this time. That's it. I'm going back to normal life. Right. Um, let's call it a day and a and a lovely day at that. A very very lovely day because uh, yesterday was uh, was fantastic and, and hugely enjoyable. And uh, yeah, I guess uh, we can just like watch gifs and YouTubes and oh, the, the Petr Cech, um drag back on Vardy. Oh yeah, yeah. Gift
0: material, if ever there was.
1: Yeah, that was really good. Someone needs to create one of those where Vardy just keeps sliding and it just slides across the earth, out the stadium, you know, sliding across the Serengeti, sliding into Tokyo, going, uh oh, (laughs) shit, they (laughs) don't like me here. Bollocks. (laughs) Should have put the brakes on.
0: Uh, Yeah, that would be lovely. Please do,
1: send it in. Uh, We'll we'll probably retweet it. Yes, we definitely will. All right, well, listen, thank you as ever for listening. Much appreciated. Um, We'll be back with another Arsecast Extra next Monday talking about the FA Cup. And I'll be here with an Arsecast on Friday looking ahead to that game and looking back on everything else that's happened this week. So until then, take it easy.
0: (laughs) Bye-bye.